Hey guys, it's Christy, and I wanted to give just a real quick, maybe a trigger warning before we play this episode today. I got to talk to the one and only Gabby De Los Santos, who's an incredible, just amazing young 19-year-old woman. And today, the content of what we're going to be talking about has to do with um, a season, she calls it her suicidal season, and just a time in her life when she was really plagued by thoughts of suicide um, and cutting and those different types of things. So if, if that's something that you are triggered by, I want to just let you know right now, maybe this isn't the best episode for you. But it's such an overcoming testimony. It's just the goodness of God, the the proactiveness of parents, um, and just all kinds of wonderful things that have come from a really dark place. And I'm excited for her to be able to speak to uh, those of us that are older and are parenting students right now. Um, I think it's really eye-opening and helpful. But if this is something that is not not um, a good headspace for you, then I'm just going to give you that warning right now. She does talk about um, those suicidal thoughts that she had, as well as some cutting, some self-mutilation. All right, let's jump in to this week's episode of Level Up Podcast with Christy Miranda. To the podcast, Next Level Podcast with Christy Miranda. I'm so so excited to have as a guest today with me here on the podcast, a young woman who is just a powerful young woman making a huge difference in her church, in her community, in the lives of um, teenage girls, as well as young women. Her name is Gabby De Los Santos. Gabby, I'm so glad you're here. What's up, girl? Listen, I was just um, there in Amarillo. Yes, at Power Church at the Powerful Women's Conference, um, speaking, and I did a panel. Um, of, there were several of us that were answering different questions, and you were on the panel, and I—that was the first time I'd really seen you in yes. that kind of a zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys that are listening, I, you know, you've heard, if you follow me at all, you've heard the name De Los Santos, whether it was Pastor Manny, Pastor Rachel, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Shanna, any of them. Well, this is the daughter of Pastor Manny and Rachel De Los Santos. And I, um, I'm being real lighthearted right now, but we're going to talk about some kind of serious stuff today. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby, before we jump in, I want to let them know, Gabby, uh, you are the service coordinator. You serve also in the youth ministry at Power Church. Uh, you're a get it hap- get it done kind of girl. Yeah. What do you love about being service coordinator? Being able to tell everybody what to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, That's what like. everyone tells me. You like, you just like it too. You could tell people what to do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I know. I totally get it. Gabby, would you mind, um, I know this is not like the polite thing to do with a woman, but would you mind telling us how old you are? I am 19 years old, 19, 19 years old. Well, when we did the panel the other day, a question came up and I don't remember exactly how it was worded. Um, but you and your mom, pastor Rachel, uh, you were both answering the question and it had to do around, um, the dynamics of mothers and daughters and that type of thing. But really what stuck out to me. And the reason I asked you to come be with us today was because you were really transparent about a really dark season Mm -hmm. in your life. And you talked a little bit about, uh, depression and, you know, as a pastor's 
kid living in a pastor's house and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so I want to just kind of turn the mic over to you and let you just tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So um, my depression, um, more like a suicidal stage in my life was I began that at 11 years old. I was in fifth grade and mm. um, my raised my hand in class and my teacher saw the cuts on my arm. And she was like, um, she didn't tell me, she didn't point me out in front of everyone. After class, she was like, Gabby, uh, go to the counselor's office. So I did. And um, the counselor, I guess she told them behind the scenes and the counselor called my parents in. They were there. And I was like, oh man, like this is happening. This is really happening. I wrote a note to all my friends, like saying goodbye. Like that day was that, that I was gonna end it that day, my whole life. Mm. And um, they found the notes, they found the notes to my parents, they found everything and they gave, they gave it to my parents, which was, <laughs> I was like, whoa. But um, that was like the first time that I've ever saw my parents like scared for their daughter's life. And so um, I just, from there, it kept going from fifth to seventh grade, two years. Mm -hmm. um, I was just in and out of like depression, happy, depression, happy, um, cutting, not cutting using whatever I could use to cut, would be a butter knife, razor, anything. And that it really started at 11 years old. At 11. Yes. And your and your mom and dad, they, you know, you had both your parents were at home. There was not any kind of hairy, crazy divorce or anything. I mean, every family's got stuff, but like yes. you had your mom and dad, you know, together at home. Do you know, even now, do you know what kind of triggered that for you? Uh, I think it was just um, quality time. Like mm. they they were always like giving me stuff. They were always providing for me. Yes, I had a house, a roof, um, but it was mainly quality time. Like where you were, we were not like making it intentional to be together, making it intentional to say, hey, I love you or hey, let's give me a hug. You know, I'm proud of you. But now we do it, but used to no we it was quality time and it was more like um words what words were you speaking into me that I would take in that you probably think I didn't take in like they were like why would you do that that was so dumb that would take that boom and then and internalize that and wow. then I would do that as me like oh why would I do that I am dumb like that's common sense <laughs> stuff like that at 11, you started internalizing things like that. So yeah. you said it from, from being 11, so like fifth grade to seventh grade, did it, um, so your teacher noticed it, praise mm -hmm. God. Look how God is so gracious. Mm -hmm. Like that's the grace of God. Sometimes I don't think grace looks like what we think grace is gonna look like, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But grace is 11 year old girl raising her hands in class and a you know, teacher with a good eye trained to see the signs of self-mutilation and that kind of thing. Uh, why do you think that, that cutting was something you turned to? I, um, it was just, for me, it was like a, a way out, which I don't even know how I even knew how to cut at that age. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, let me, I, I'm hurting inside. So let me show myself that I'm hurting 
on the outside. So I would cut and I'd be like, oh, this is because I got called dumb today. Or this is because my parents, um, they just said, oh, why would you do that? That was common sense. Or this was because Joy, my sister, was um, didn't let me go in the restroom when I wanted to, or like, because we share one. It was just like little stuff that people thought I wasn't taking in lightly. I took it in like heavy, like, oh, okay. she didn't want me there. She didn't want my presence there in the restroom or like stuff like that. You know, I, when you're talking and I'm not trying to make this something that it isn't, but because I know this is a very, I mean, it's hugely real, um, in, in the lives of more kids than what we would probably like to think. But I, I believe that, you know, this thing were, were happening and manifesting in your life because of, you know, words and that type of, and actions. But I really feel like that was the enemy. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that, that was the way the enemy was coming at a young woman with purpose And with a call of God on her life to take you all the way out. Yes, especially since I'm in this family. So he was really trying. What do you mean by being in the family? Because you guys do ministry? Yes, I, I believe that like the devil was so hard on like trying to like ruin me because he knew like, oh, she's surrounded by anointed people. So maybe if I just get her alone and isolated at night that he would try to like destroy my life but I was like okay so what you said I think was so key if I can get her alone and isolated at night so when you are in your room by yourself you're replaying these words Mm -hmm. and you're replaying the scenarios and building a whole kind of is that what was happening with you yes I would I would make this whole thing up of like okay that's why they did it they don't like me. That's why my parents said that they, they don't love me. And I was just, yeah, I would make things up in my head, in my room alone. I was, nobody was ever around when things like that would happen. Man, the devil is a liar. Yes. Like he is. I, when the word of God says that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, that was really what was happening. That was a full blown attack on your, on your life. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, Okay. There's a couple of things that you said at the conference that I wanted to bring up. One thing you really were really strong about how this can be happening in, in our home and, and parents like myself, not see it, the tail signs. Um, can, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So when I was in like fifth grade, I was so happy. I loved PE or stuff like that, but it was when I was by myself alone. So and on the outside, I put up this big old front, like, yay, I love life. I I love being here. But at night is when I would uh like get hard on myself, like get down on myself at night. Mm-hmm. But um everywhere I went, I was like always energetic. People always tell me, You're so outgoing. And I'm like, Yeah, like in my back, in the back of my head, if you only knew, if you only knew what I was doing at night, if you only knew like what ways stuff I was doing. So um with me, like I didn't show signs of like depression at first. I didn't show signs of me wearing like dark clothes as I guess as the world says depression yeah. is you wear dark yeah. clothes and stuff. No, I always wore stuff, um, like bright stuff. And um one thing that <laughs> I did show signs was was like everything in my room was messy. Everything. And now I see it as like, oh, you're messy because your brain isn't really in the right space so I would um wow the only signs I would show 
later on, not in the beginning, but later on, I would always wear long sleeves. So um, if a girl is always wearing long sleeve, maybe just like check up on them. Hey, how are you doing? You want to go swim? See if like, see if their arms or stuff like that. Um, I changed, I usually changed how I talk. I would always talk to my parents disrespectfully just because what was in my heart was hate for them be, for no reason. But what was wow. in my heart was hate. So what I would talk was, hey, I'd be like, I would be like, no, Gabby, go clean your room. No. <laughs> or Gabby, go do this. No. Like <laughs> I just changed how I talked, changed how I walked. And that was later on. But in the beginning, I did not show any signs. It, it, the more it happened over the years, the more I started showing signs. Showing signs. So you're 19 now. And was this just um fifth through seventh grade? Or how long did this this happen in your with you? It was just fifth through seventh grade, um, eighth grade. I fully gave my life to God. So that's when like everything stopped. Thank wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me that you are a pastor's kid, right? <laughs> yeah. You're in a, in, in a church service where the spirit of God moves strong, where there's a youth group, all these different things, but you didn't fully give your life to Christ until you were in the eighth grade. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going over that because I need, we need to know, to know this parents, um, of, of boys and girls, we need to know, like your parents were doing what they believed was the best thing to do. They were raising you in the house of the Lord. They're praying over you They're you know, all these different things. And the enemy was coming at you hardcore, yes. but the decision to follow Jesus for yourself mm -hmm. came when you were in the eighth grade. Yes, my it was my decision. It wasn't my dad's, it wasn't my mom's. Right. It, was, it had to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, can you tell me what started to change in that regard? Um, throughout those two years, my um my mom and my dad would like slowly be like, Hey, I love you at night before I went to bed. Hey, I just want to know I love you. And I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> then later on they'd be like, Hey, I love you, hey, I love you. And then um, my dad would intentionally hug me. He'd be like, hey, I'm proud of you. Just know that. Keep going. And then my mom would be like, I'm proud of you. Let's go on a mother-daughter date. And she would like buy me gifts. And I don't know if she knew, but like my love language was gifts. So when she did that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe she's, she does love me. Maybe she is showing me that she does love me. And so then um, we would go on a lot of mother-daughter dates. And then uh, joy would come along so like we grew like us three girls in the house grew like strong together and so mm -hmm. then that's when like we would always go to Starbucks and that was like our thing let's go to Starbucks let's go to Starbucks so we would always go and it was just constantly telling me hey I love you hey I love you and that's what I was missing at the time mm -hmm. of fifth and seventh so hey I love you hey I love you hey I love you hey let's go do this together Oh, so then that's when I, I changed in my mind. Oh, she wants to hang out with me. She just mm. asked me to hang out with her. So maybe she she likes my presence. Like, and so it just kept going and kept going. And then I went to youth group. Even though I was raised in church, I hated going to church. I hated going to youth group. So and then I found my youth leader, Marissa, she made me love youth. We would have youth at McDonald's or at a snow cone stand. And she was just talking. I remember this one sentence. And out of all those years, I remember one sentence. And it was, don't find your identity in the word in the world, but in the word. And that that just like, whoa. When I was in youth, I was like, 
I'm finding my identity in the world. I'm letting other people dictate how I see myself. And then she told me to look in the word. So I looked and then I saw that Psalm scripture and I was like, wow, like I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. And then I just kept seeing more things like God would show me scriptures. Like we would go to Mardell's and out of all the scriptures, I would see like that Psalms one. And then I would see like, you're righteous. And I was just like, okay, okay, God, maybe you're doing something. (laughs) And then then, um, it was just little things like those those mother daughter dates of us going to like Mardell's because I love journals. So we would go to Mardell's and I would see a scripture and that would keep me going. Okay. Okay. God. Okay. I see you. Thank for that. Thank you for that side God. Okay. And then we would just, she, she didn't know, but those mother daughter dates, every time I would always see a scripture and amazing. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you said that your love language is gifts, but it sounds like words of affirmation and quality time were a pretty big deal for you too. Yes. And I, I really, I love that you're so honest about this this part of your life this suicidal season is I think is what you called it and the depression that you were in I heard your mom talking and so she's not on the podcast so correct me if I'm wrong because obviously you know I was just there that weekend um listening but you know your mom's background uh in the home she was raised in wasn't full of words Mm -hmm. of hey I love you yeah hey you can do this Hey, come with me to the grocery store. I want to spend time with you. Um, and because I've only known Pastor Rachel in this season that she is now as a Christian woman, as an adult believer, as a pastor's wife, right? Yeah. So having that kind of a background that she came from, uh, may, when she was talking during that panel, that was kind of, it was a learning experience for her mm-hmm. to start to know how to use words with her own daughter. Yes. because of where she had come from. Did I have that? Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So your mom, and I'm just reiterating this. I know we're talking to you, but your mom had to do some, some self, some learning, some adjusting Not you know, she couldn't just go into her bedroom and, and pray about it. She had to put some action that was probably, I know your parents. So yeah. I know they love you. Like I know they've loved you from the jump from the very, very beginning of ever. Right. But their expression to you, they had to grow in how they expressed to you in a way that you could receive it. Yes. And, and I want to point that out because if, if you're dealing with some things like that in your home, whether it's with, uh, with your children, those of you that are listening, whether it's cutting or um, depression, suicidal thoughts, maybe just a dark heaviness over your kids. Um, yes, we're going to believe God. Yes, we're going to go to the father, but there, there needs to be faith without works is dead. Yes. And, and from the story that you and your mom told, both your mom and your dad had to step into different um, expressions of love towards you than maybe what they had grown up with, or maybe what they had been accustomed to. Mm -hmm. um, What, uh, during school, I'm not necessarily like early elementary, but late elementary, they started praying over me every day before I got out the car. And I would, I would sit in the seat with my eyes, like rolling, like they're like, I pray she has a good day. And they did that all the way till senior year. And so they would always pray for me, always um, pray me out the door. And so um, that really, at the time, I was just like, oh my gosh, like there they go again. <laughs> but 
and now I'm like, okay, like they're speaking life into me when I thought my life was done. They're speaking life when I was just ready to go. And, but they were, they kept fighting for me. They kept fighting for me. Even when I didn't want to fight for myself, <laughs> they kept going and going. They would pray. I would hear them pray in their room. I would have mm. to sleep in their room sometimes because they were so scared. So they were always praying. They were like, Gabby, you're worth it. They would pray over me in seventh grade when I was getting ISS calls every day that they would get one and they're like it's okay we'll come pick you up and we'll we'll try again tomorrow and I'm just like okay why why aren't you yelling at me like what's going on and then they just wow. found grace they, they kept giving me grace and I was just like okay and then slowly I was like I'm I'm doing this for what like the enemy is not winning he's he's really just tearing us apart and so I had to realize that it's it's not worth it that you can change your situation at any time and so I did in eighth grade since now I'm <laughs> I mean I'm just looking at this beautiful woman on the I'm we're recording this on zoom and I'm I'm looking at you and of course I just spent the weekend with you a week ago <laughs> But I'm just looking at the, the light on your face and how much, how beautiful you are. And now you're speaking life. I could get really emotional right now. I have to like hold it together. How you're speaking life into girls and, and probably boys too in youth group that you're a, a leader now. And um, so, so for those parents out there who, um, who you make your kids go to church and they hate it and they roll their eyes. What do you suggest? Do they continue to take their kid? Keep taking them, drag them. <laughs> drag them to the youth group. Drag them to youth group. Drag. And, you know, there was another thing that you talked about. Um, so you were telling us about, you know, your mom and dad started praying for you in the morning on the way to school, even though you were yes. rolling your eyes, even though you probably had those heavy sighs that parents hate. I hate them when Julia gives me when I hate it. Um, uh, and of course you were in the house of the Lord, your parents were par your parents were pastors and still are pastors. Yes. Um, and just these different things. And they, they gave you grace, um, from the first. So I heard your mom talking about it first. She was real angry about it. Like, why in the world are you cutting yourself? You know, mm -hmm. this is crazy. You have a great life. And yeah. when she said that, that got my attention because I'll feel that way with Julia. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, overprivileged child, like, <laughs> you know, you have everything that you could possibly want, but that's not the way you felt about you. Mm -mm. No, I, at that time, like, yes, I did have everything. I, I, anything I wanted, I could have got, but it was just that they were giving it like this here. Like, I'm giving you, aren't you happy? I'm giving you a house. Aren't you happy? You're not on the streets. And me, I was like, yes, I'm happy, but I feel like you're not doing it out of love. So you you're not making me feel loved if you're like here why do you 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 have a phone you have the newest iphone why are you acting like this okay uh, why did you give me the new phone if you're gonna act like this like i was just always like okay um why would you say it like that like why would, the way their tone how yeah. they talk about it and that then they, yeah and then just quality time they it was just not quality time like were we in, intentionally making time for each other so I got to ask this because sometimes I want to make quality time with Julia intentionally and she's not feeling it. She's like, I just want to go to my room. I just want to be on the phone with my friends. 
Did you feel like that too? Or did you want to have that time? I, I wanted to have that time. Like I wanted you to invite me to go somewhere. I Mm. wanted you to tell me, oh, let's go get coffee or let's, um, let's go shopping today. You want to go get school supplies? Like some, if you invited me, I was like, okay, the, they're showing me that they love me. And then, um, it was just, yeah, just quality time. And when I wasn't in the mood, I would say no. And she was like, come on, like, let's get out the house. Cause I would always be in my room. And she's like, let's get out the house. Let's go get ice cream. She would find something that I would be like, okay, fine. I'll go. <laughs> but she would always like keep, okay, Gabby, come on, let's get out. Come on, let's do this. And she was just always consistent on doing things. And my dad too, he'd be like, let's go play softball. Let's, let's go catch. Let's uh, do something. Cause I love softball at the time. So yeah. he would, let's do something that you like. And wow. So the intentionality of it, I, what I hear over and over again, regardless of what the action was, was the intentionality. Your parents had to, number one, they had to be awakened to the understanding that this was happening. Thank God. Um, Number two, they had to seek the Lord about an, an answer, but then they also had to take action and that, that began to feed you. And of course, you know, by the thank God by the, you know, your parents and what the Holy spirit began to do in your life. When you give yourself fully to to Jesus, was it like overnight for you? Or was it a little bit like gradually just coming out of a dark space? It was, it was like a a little, like a train, I guess you could say like one, I was on this stop and then I was like, okay, let me go on this stop. Okay. Okay. Stop. And then slowly it just started going faster. And then my life started. Okay. It's good. (laughs) What would you tell, I want, I'm going to ask you two questions. This one is what would you tell um, a young girl that was in your position? Like if you could go back and talk to you, and I I don't mean like just a, like some kind of Sunday school answer for real, for real. If you could go back and talk to Gabby, fifth grade, Gabby, 11 year old, 12 year old, 13 year old Gabby, what would you tell her? Hmm. Let's see. I would definitely tell her boys are not the answer because I was definitely boy crazy because I was seeking attention, but, um, so good. I would, I would tell her that the way you're feeling right now is just momentarily. Don't make, Mm. don't, my dad always used to tell me, don't make permanent decisions off temporary feelings. And I would, and I would, I would make, I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I would try to make permanent decisions but on temporary feelings. So it would never go the way I planned because they were always temporary. Um, I would also tell her that that your parents are trying. Look at them because they were trying. Um, talk to your sister more because I used to not. And now like we're so close. I tell her everything. I'm like, oh, Joy, this boy liked my photo. But <laughs> <laughs> but she would she would always be the one that my parents would go to, like, Joy, help us, like your sister. And so she would, she was, she helped me along the process as well. That's awesome. And I get emotional because I'm like, how am I still here? <laughs> like the you know, I've, I've almost cried God. three times. I've almost cried three times already. And I could just literally, because I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about, we don't even know yet 
the impact of your life because you're still such a young woman and you're already impacting so many people. And when I think about the, how the enemy hates you and tried to take you out and how that would have affected, of course, it would have ended your story before yeah. you knew Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh. And then it would have impacted. Think about the thousands of people that come through Power Church. It would have, you know, who even knows if your parents would have even been able to go on, yeah. you know? Like the devil hates, you know, the, the people of God and what, a what a victory for the kingdom of darkness, if he would have had his way in your life, but look at the goodness of God. I could just thank God. <laughs> yes. I could just thank God because like I watched you, I watched you going around and this is what we're doing. I mean, you have a brilliant mind. You are exceptional at communication. You had service coordination. You're 19 years old. And I know people full grown been doing this forever that can't coordinate a service as well as you do. A whole entire event. Mm -hmm. You're beautiful. When you walk into a space, you have confidence. You, uh, you project confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible to see the work of the Holy Spirit and the Lord in your life. It's amazing. So you talk to, to young Gabby. What? Can I ask you one more thing? What would you tell? Let's just say it's me and it's not me. I'm not saying, but a mom like me, I've got a 13 year old at home right now, right? What would you say to a mom it, that was in your mom's position um, when she just was first finding out and she had no idea and she was handling things real clumsy and, and, and wrong. And what would you say to her? Uh, I don't want to say like the Sunday answer, but pray like uh -huh. pray that their darkness comes to light because Come there on. is stuff that they are hiding in the darkness and bring it to light and I feel like that's what she was praying because everything else keeping in the dark was coming to light but Come on. <laughs> um just pray pray and when your daughter is like giving you an attitude just be like you're a woman of God <laughs> and she can't argue with that and um just always counter her with if she's being rude counter her with oh I love you you it's just gonna make her change like okay why did I say that like she's showing me love she's showing me grace why am I acting like that um I would also say that um if they're not showing signs um ask them what's going on get them a journal um if they are showing signs uh get help counseling counseling worked for me it might not work for everyone but counseling worked for me um have family counseling if you're have if it's a family thing um we did family counseling and it just I just told him everything <laughs> at that session um I would just really um really a journal I know that's like weird but a journal got like helped me I would have I had a nice journal and a mean journal and I would on my mean journal I'd be like I hate this stupid place I hate this house and then I would give it to my parents. Here you go. And they, I don't know if they read it and I don't know if they did, but I would just always be like, okay, here, and now I'm letting it go. And at that, I would just show them, okay, I'm letting that hate go. Let me go to this journal. Okay, maybe this is what I could do better. If I'm talking to my parents like this, um, I'm giving my, if I had littler siblings, I'm giving them the right to talk to my parents like this. So the way Joy, she helped me as well because she was a good example, but she would talk, to my parents very respectfully and so mm. I would see that and I was like okay she they're respecting her because she's respecting them so wow. then I started to okay okay joy let me talk to them nicely 
because they're showing they're being nice to her respect goes two ways and so a journal a journal really helped me and a cousin I had a cousin Monica she she went through the same thing and so we would always talk like okay like this is what we could do better today and this is what we could do better tomorrow and so she helped me as well a lot of people in my life in my family helped me and oh what else can I tell a parent that it's not forever it's a season um that it may seem long and may seem hard and you may want to cry and pull your hair out but <laughs> it's it's going to stop that your prayers are due working your prayers don't have an expiration date they're always there and god is always working on them I like that song even when i don't see it you're working come on working um just really pray i would tell the parent mainly to pray okay you, what you said in the last 2 minutes is just pure gold the first thing you led with was pray and to bring your child before the lord mm-hmm. and to continuously bring your child before the lord and to push darkness back and to yeah. speak life over them even when they're not around um, that is tremendous because we know that the, the prayer um, works and yeah. that god answers our prayers and he hears us so first and foremost but you also said um your family did counseling mm-hmm. I, I anybody that knows me knows that i am a huge fan <laughs> of therapy and counseling, 100%. Um, I really believe that when we deny the, the, um, the use of a good Christian counselor, we are robbing ourselves from one of the best, greatest tools that the Lord could give us. So um, I love that you shared that you guys did family counseling. I don't know if you did one-on-one counseling. Um, yeah, it was just family. Family counseling, but, but that cracked, oh, that's so brave. It's so brave because like your parents had to walk in there with their kids and a, and a, a therapist or a counselor and say, our family is broken, mm-hmm. right? Like we're pastors, we're, we're pastors of a amazing church, but our home needs help. And that is so brave and so powerful. Oh my God. I wish I could scream that to every pastor. I know every family, every Christian family I know, because if you go and try and hide it, then, then we can't get better. Mm-hmm. And so, so the first thing was prayer. The second thing you talked about was counseling the journal girl. That is so brilliant. Absolutely. I, the same when I was going through, um, some of the things that I went through in my marriage, I had a journal that if people read that journal would be, would, would wonder if I even served the Lord, right? Like, because one day mine would be filled with the blessing of God. And the next day I, there's no way I could repeat to you the things that got written in that journal, but it was a place of release. And it, it it almost became like a prayer, but not like a beautiful prayer journal, like, Mm -hmm. like a lament, like the painful sorrow but it was a, a place that that stuff could release and come out Man, so good you had a friend your cousin mm-hmm. and um all of those things were keeping you from isolating and and pulling you ever so slowly and but i want to go to one thing that you said because i need help with this so just pretend like you're just talking to me um <laughs> you said and i know your mom said it took her a while to get to this place but she was answering you with grace Mm-hmm. So you were like being ugly and mm-hmm. she was saying things like, I love you. And like, mm-hmm. how did that work? Um, so she would be like, Gabby, go clean your room. And I'd be like, no, I'm good. And she'd be like, okay, well, 
how about in 30 minutes, let's try to go clean your room? And I'll be like, okay, whatever. And then 30 minutes came and she was like, all right, let me help you. So then she offered to help. And I was just like, okay, mom, like I'm 14. I don't need help. And she's like, well, you're not going to do it on your own. And so I was like, okay. And the way she would just like slow, it was like a repetitive, okay, let me, you're not going to do it. Let me help you. You don't want help. Okay, you do it. Oh, you don't want to do it? Let me help you. And so she would always just help. Okay. And then she would, she would say, how are you doing in school? Oh, I don't know. And then she would call my teachers. Hey, how's Gabby doing in school? <laughs> so I was just like, uh, okay. Like she would, every time I would have a situation or like a bad response, she would just keep going. She would never stop. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's one thing that did help. Like I knew, oh, if I don't tell my mom right now, she's not going to stop until she gets the answer. Or if I don't... Um, if my if I don't tell her I'm doing school she's gonna call the school so let me just tell her right now and so she would she set that foundation of I'm gonna keep going until you tell me or I'm gonna keep going until you give me the answer that I'm looking for and so she would help me clean my room at like 14 years old um she would just she was just always there every time I would shut her out she would come back in shut mm. her out, come back in and so <laughs> um she was just she was nice when I was not nice and at night when I was like in the bed I was just like wow she was nice to me so why can't I be nice to her like she's God gave her grace on her life she's giving me grace now I need to give her grace because I I need to honor honor your parents and so um we honor because we're honorable just like I learned at YFN <laughs> so I was just Everything that happens in my daily life today leads back to like, this is why Gabby, this is why. And so it's just crazy. God works crazy. It's, crazy. It's, it's amazing. Like, I don't think, I know that you're just talking about your experience, but you just, I don't even know if you know how um, really strong and powerful the things you're saying. You're, you're even helping me as a mom because I, I have a pretty big personality and um, some, and so does Julia. And sometimes she'll come at me with some kind of, in some kind of way, and I'll just want to meet her in that same space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're helping me even rem remind myself as her mother to show grace. Because if I would have talked to my mom in some kind of way, when I was a kid, I'd have either been grounded or spanked or punished in some, in some regard. Mm -hmm. But um, your mom and your dad were wise enough to understand this is the space that Gabby's in. This makes me want to cry. Like, this is where her heart is right now. This is where her, her mind is. This is the attack of the enemy on her life. And I can't, what we did over here isn't working. And so I'm going to have to come over here and approach her with, with love, with respect and with grace. And that got through, man, I'm telling you, that is a word. That is a word. That is a word. Not just because I said so, although there's that part of being a kid too, but like just them going the extra mile to, to change the way they were behaving with you to a, to a way that you could receive it and hear it and, and let freedom come and break that stuff off your heart. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. It's well, i you have anything else you want to tell um any parents or any students um 
let's see students if you are feeling this way if you um have felt this way and you never really like dealt with it you just pushed it back on the back burner or if you are feeling this way currently get help um you can pray but also need to get help uh talk to your youth leaders talk to your pastors talk to your parents and it takes courage it really does and to tell them hey i'm feeling this way and i need help and that takes a lot of courage because i couldn't do it and mm. so when i did do it i came i went to god and i was like god i can't do this on my own and i need you i need your help i need you to pull me out of this and so he did but i had to go i was bold enough with god but he already knew but i was like okay let me just let me tell God and let me get it off my chest. And then when I go back home, let me tell my parents because I gave my life at camp. So I was there. Yes, God, like heal me. And then when I came back home, I told my parents like, hey, I'm sorry for how I acted for those past two years. Like, I know that was hard for y'all, but I just want you to know, like, it's going to pay off one day. <laughs> but It's going to pay off one day. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, well, um, just get help if you are. Seek God. Get plugged in. And yeah. Well, I, I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, and if you don't want to, it's totally fine. But w- when we're ending right now, would you mind praying for us today? Sure. <laughs> End of the prayer, and you just pray for however you feel led, and we'll jump. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you for being um, on my podcast today. And I know that the 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 parents that listen, I'm just believing God that that they would hear with new ears, um, so that that they have a good report like what your family gets to have now instead of a tragic report you know yes if you wouldn't mind praying for us i'd love it okay Okay. father god thank you for this day thank you for this time that i have with christy god thank you for uh using me as your vessel god and using christy in this podcast god god i pray that her podcast grows and grows and grows Mm -hmm. and that you bless her and i pray that anyone that is listening uh under the sound of our voices god that they and if they relate, God, I pray that their kid, uh, their darkness comes to light and that their kid comes filled with you, God, wherever their emptiness uh, holes are, that you fill them with your presence, with your love, God. And I just pray for anyone who is lost right now, who doesn't know what to do in the and doesn't know what to do. I pray that they find you, that they seek you, that you call them by their name one more time. Like, hey, let's go get up. Um, I pray right now for... Uh, all the girls and all the guys who are feeling that they aren't worth it I pray that they know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made that their appearance doesn't matter because they're made in your image and that they find their identity in your word and not the world and I just pray that today is just great and that um, this podcast is going to reach so many lives and change so many lives in Jesus name amen Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Gabby. It was my honor to have you here. I'm so excited and I appreciate it so much. We'll talk to you guys later.